Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. Hello. Well, the Spotify wraps out. Oh, yeah. And that was really cool. Um, Thank you to everyone that who sent really us, cool. like, that we were in your, like, top five. Like, that's super cool. Oh, I, we, it makes me want to cry. Yeah. And it's really cool because we get to see, like, um our results for, for like, the year. Yeah. And uh, one thing, they made it different than last year. Uh, they did. Uh, Like, last year, I think the one thing I noticed is, like, they didn't have, like, categories, but also, like, I don't think anyone, like, really pays attention to, like, the categories or ranked in Spotify. I mean, maybe if I was a business, I would, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. Like, I remember, but like, you're last just a year, Brenna. I'm just a Brenna. Not a business. Um, and last year, I know, like, we, like, ranked high on the arts, like, ca- like the category. We- yeah, I don't even know where to, like, see that, though. I, I like, so. found it on accident today, but then I was doing something else. Um, which is crying in my car. Um, that's one thing though about the Spotify moving away from our podcast, but like the one thing about my Spotify rap this year is it's like K-pop, cool, fun, and then very sad, very depressing music about <laughs> grief. <laughs> like it is whiplash to put my Spotify 2022 on shuffle because it's like we're gonna listen to uh uh my top song was Rollin' by Twice, <laughs> um, and then on there also is uh I Bet on Losing Dogs by Mitski, which I listened to for a week straight after uh Hobbit passed, and like oh some very like sad songs. I was surprised that um uh Bigger Than the Whole Sky wasn't on there by Taylor Swift. Yeah, but also like I did not listen to that song actively because it was way too painful (laughs) and also fair spotify does like wrap up kind of earlier than like the actual end of the year and everything only happened in october but it was amazing that i did listen to sad music enough for it to make it it got pretty high on my list (laughs) my number one songs was song was allies or enemies by the crane wives Ooh, the crane wives that's such a, okay i do love the crane wives it's, they're very your good. music taste is so specific but like as soon as i hear a song and i'm like oh this is this is a band more yeah like it's hard yeah. to describe <laughs> it's like folk indie but like also some rock yeah yeah definitely but um, also you don't shy away from like you know, like no, pop I don't or shy away from anything, really. Yeah, or more folk stuff, really. I'm, I'm a, I'm a. Spotify has called me. I'm a genre explorer. Or oh, something. I was called. I think a, a loyalist or a what was it? That's not part of the the British, not part of the American Revolution against the British. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't. It was like something like a super fan, where they're like, you find something you like, and you support it. And I'm like, yeah, I got really into. Tw- K-pop's oh, I might have been that place. too. There's literally uh, one of my favorite uh, bloopers <laughs> that I've kept is when Twice renewed their contracts, and we were. I found out as we were recording the podcast. <laughs> um, absolute madman. A- anyway, um, but yeah, it was really cool to see. Um, just like uh, what I like is seeing like all the different places people listen to us and yeah that's so cool and just like the growth sweden made it into our top five hey y'all from sweden and honestly what really like honestly like touched my heart was the fact that spotify is like 
your listeners really share your podcast. Like they share this. Yeah. And they, oh, they that's either so sweet. link directly or they link to like one of our websites. And I was like, oh, the fact that I end every episode saying, hey, best thing you can do is share this with a friend. Like people are actually listening. Like <laughs> you're actually sharing it with your friends. Because <laughs> I mean, honestly, we, that's, uh, Whenever I describe this podcast, I say, like, yeah, it's me and my friend talking about cats. But, like, one of the main reasons we love to do it is uh, it's talking with my friend and also a bunch yeah. of other people who love these cats. And uh, so these crazy, crazy cats. Yeah. So thank you uh, so much for everyone who has sent us that. Um, and I also I found out what happened with um, the, like, Q&A thing. Uh, apparently, uh, Anchor, um, has, it, it, I've noticed they've had the option to, uh, like, do a Q&A, uh, on an episode, yeah. um, which, uh, which is a great tool if we ever, uh, uh, uh when we do a, a bonus episode, um, we'll probably, mm-hmm. uh, use yeah. that, but they recently updated it where it automatically turned it on and added the question, how was this episode? So, Anchor! I... <laughs> I'm not angry at the people who replied. Thank you so much for your feedback and for your reply. I just was like, why would they just turn this on? I I mean... Why why would you turn this on? This is unexpected. We we loved the replies we got, but I was very confused, especially since I... um, I, I'm sorry if you, like, like, wrote something there and we didn't reply. I mainly... I was like surprised and so we're we're we struggled to keep up with our our other social media replies so um woof yeah but uh have have you read anything yes um i read the first three volumes of the umbrella academy Mm. by gerard way uh with art by gabriel ba so that's so cool that was good yeah because i like the show and i think i really like what they did with the show like the the comic is a lot more um it's different it's less sci-fi well less diverse but also more like oh aliens are here and like robots and this is just like normal <laughs> like like yeah. a normalized sci-fi society and i do know gerard way was involved with the adaptation of the the show as well and yeah i, I always i mean a of- lot of the writing is great i love the writing it's so funny like it, it is good so like i really enjoyed it but yeah i really like how they took the the show like that's a it was a good adaptation off of the source material without really you know staying true to that and honestly i think in comic adaptations you see that a lot like not only like i mean marvel obviously they have a cinematic universe versus a comics universe but also like in manga like sailor moon i think is a big example um yeah and tokyo Mew Mew, uh like i grew up reading the manga and then the anime came out later and i was like this is totally different um not like super <laughs> different but like like sailor moon's much different like there's some wild stuff happening in the manga that just couldn't really be and what i like is it's two different mediums so it makes sense that you would you know and also especially if something's been published like for years why wouldn't you do a different iteration of it yeah it's like it's like oh i have 
especially like, oh, you you finish something and you're like, oh, but I could have done this and I could have done right. that. And then Netflix is like, but would you like to? Yeah. <laughs> and I, so. I mean, my favorite adaptation, I mean, I loved Howl's Moving Castle, the movie, but then I read the book and I was like, this is so different. But I ended up loving the book because it was different. And I. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. So I, I think it's that's the one thing is people are always like, the book is better. But I'm like, these are two different mediums. I'm not going to ask someone to mm-hmm. sculpt something and ask someone else to paint the same thing and expect them to be identical. That's silly. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I read. Uh, yeah. I, I went to a baby shower today. Um, oh. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, they asked uh, the, the sister of uh, my friend, uh, he's going to be the dad, and he they asked us rather than bringing a card to bring like a gently used like a uh, baby book, um, like, you know, like a board book or a uh, like a soft yes. book. And yeah, I was looking. I was at Goodwill looking um, and I got I got this uh, board book called um a haiku baby which was just like a bunch oh. of haikus but like it was funny that the the or i what i liked about it is that they had little like the japanese symbol like it would say leaf was the title and then they have the japanese uh, uh letter for leaf or the word for leaf oh. um and then a little haiku uh that's not my book <laughs> um but i when i was there i saw the lgbtq classic frog and toad are friends in like frog and toad are friends the 1990 print in like fantastic condition there's only one page oh with like, man there, there's like one page where a word got kind of ripped and there's like a couple like you know fingerprints and stains but honestly like it's good condition really good condition and if you guys don't know this was written by arnold Lo- Lo- i think it's lobel or lobel and he was a married man in like the 1970s 80s uh and I believe in the 1980s, 1990s, he ended up coming out to his wife and his family as a gay man. Um, and was, and uh, this book, his children, I believe, have said um, it, it's about like a frog and a toad who are two men that are good friends and very obviously love each other very much, but are friends. Yeah. And like, I believe his either his family or people really close to him have stated like they believe this book really helped him in this process. Um, Aww, and genuinely reading this, I was reminded of you and me. <laughs> um, cause like <laughs> the, one of the story, like the first story, <laughs> one of the first stories is like, Toad is in bed, like sad or like, and he's like, I want to get out of bed. And Fro- and Frog's like, I will, I will help you get up. Let's get up. And then, <laughs> and then, then another, <laughs> the next one, um, Toad is or Frog is sick, and Frog's like, "Oh, I'll think of a story to tell you." He can't think of a story, so he like pours water on his face and like does a handstand. And Frog's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm trying to think of a story to tell you, make you feel better." And he ends up banging his head <laughs> on the wall. And he's like, "Oh, I don't feel good." And so Frog's like, "Here, I feel better. Get in bed. I'm gonna tell you a story." And just like tells him what he just did, and <laughs> and then like another story, and then there's one part where they go swimming, and Toad's like, "Oh." I don't want anyone to see me swim because my swimsuit's like so silly. And then finally he has to get out of the water and they see him and uh frog like, he's like, why are you laughing? He's like, cause you do look silly. And I'm like, yep. Friends do you like laugh at you when you do look. Yep. Like, yep. Oh yeah. So it's, it's, 
it's genuinely like just like a cute little story. It's very much a children's story, but um, the art's wonderful, and he did the illustrations as well. Um, you can you can find oh, a lot fun. of it online. Um, and it, it, I would just I would look up at least the story um, because unfortunately he did uh, pass away part of the AIDS, uh, not of AIDS, but like uh, due to complications from the AIDS epidemic. So it is a um, you know an LGBTQ. Ah a gay man icon who uh, was a children's, a beloved children's book author. So, yeah. Um, uh, also, I am going to uh, just quickly say, uh, we know that the books that we discuss are part of HarperCollins. Um, but as you guys know, we're not endorsed or part of HarperCollins. So we fully surprise. No. The, so fully support the current strike and really hope that all of the folks yes. who are striking and all of the authors who are being affected um, and just everything, uh, we fully support them. They should be paid better and better diversity should be given. And just like, yeah, uh, if you don't know about it, I will link their website um, so you can find out how to support them. But remember, guys, uh, books are created not just by uh, one author. Specifically, this book series is made by multiple, but there's a <laughs> yeah, whole industry. It's, it's... And uh, yeah. we need to treat the people who are in that industry well. Um, so just uh, they they are on strike and I wanted to just here, say here. we support that. We're an independent podcast. So we can we can say what we yeah. want and down with capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready to end this book i'm so scared i'm so scared i'm so scared well buckle up because i'm ember heart and i'm tingle tongue click and this is warrior cats what is that Yeah, you're buckling. That's great. All right, so you remember where we left off? Yeah, we ended with a blood curdling scream of probably one of my favorite characters being murdered by a badger that was like, "I'm just gonna go whole hog and kill a kill a a newborn, a woman giving birth, uh, the her partner, the two doctors. I don't remember. There's also, I think, another cat in there. (laughs) A squirrel flight's in there. No, she was on the outside. Um. No, well, she's she in was there inside. Leafpool saw them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who's all in there, but there's too many vulnerable. There is cats somebody giving there. birth. That can be sometimes a painful process. So. Also, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna say, I'm gonna be. I don't, I, I don't know if I've like pointed it out or addressed it enough, but I just like the ableism. I, they're really, I feel like they're ramping it up right now with that whole thing with because they literally are like uh 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 with uh long tail they're like i can't climb a mountain and then he's she's like hold on to my tail and it's like obviously that's how he can climb like mm. yeah and i'm just uh, and not not only like cinder pelt but also Brightheart. like and uh, yeah i mean hers is her well maybe that one will have a better ending i don't know i'm scared 
All right. So a shriek rose from the nursery. Cinder pelt, Leafpool gasps. I knew it. Leafpool streaks across the clearing, barely aware of the badger that lunged for her. I would be funnier if she just punched that badger right in the face. Like she's like on well, Super is Saiyan. She- <laughs> well, Crowfeather comes in and punches it in the face. Okay. She's like, my girl's gotta go be a doctor. Crowfeather, oh, you bam. now have 999,000 whatever a million minus one is, or a million plus one, negative a million plus one is what you're, uh, <laughs> where you're at right now. Actually, n- no, that's only a one positive. <laughs> um, so, and then he's hard on her paws when they reach the nursery. So he punches a badger and then joins her again. A ginger cat is laying in the dust, a badger looming over her. Oh, Squirrel flight, Leafpool yowled. Yeah, idiot, your family lives here. Did you forget that when you abandoned them and also like kind of maybe knew something bad was going to happen when you went back to sleep for an hour? I know I said I wouldn't hold that against them, but I'm a little salty. (laughs) (laughs) Leafpool sinks her claws into the badger's leg and it swings its head, but Crowfeather thrusts in front of her and claws its eyes. Let her... The badger bellows in pain and lurches away. Leafpool flings herself at her sister. Only the link. Yes. Sorry, quick interruption. I, I don't think it was like super on purpose because I can't. I don't know what the specific text is, but I think you can definitely see that as an interesting um, mirror of Ashfur and Squirrel Flight and Crowfeather versus and Leafpool, like someone jumping in because i mean leafpool <laughs> is a medicine cat but she does have like a little self-defense training but also yeah but she's first and foremost the doctor yeah like i so when i said she can do it i actually realized i was like oh actually she might not be that good at that <laughs> blind fury like can she only could, but yeah so it's definitely far. not her strength yeah so only the link that still connected them told her that squirrel flight wasn't dead oh Squirrelflight raises her head. Leafpool, you came back. Yes, Leafpool says. She's here. Is she hurt? Squirrelflight is gasping breaths, but she manages to say that she's only winded. That's good, because she the doesn't nursery. have regeneration powers. But the nursery, Cinderpelt, Sorreltail, Kits, coming, Badger broke it. And terror floods over Leafpool. She's too late. Yeah. She plunges that hour into the nursery. Costs you a lot. Yeah. A cat is snarling viciously. It's Sorrel Tail. Leafpool asks where Cinderpelt is, and in the darkness, she can only make out a huge hunched shape. No, oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. Are badgers omnivores? Don't worry, nobody's being eaten. I don't, but I don't like like the imagery I'm be- being given. Leafpool rakes her claws down the badger's side, and it turns its head towards her. Its bright, malignant eyes gleam, and Leafpool knows that she is living out her nightmare. 
Leafpool slashes its nose and a paw swept at her. But before it could land a blow, Crowfeather is there, slashing at its muzzle. The badger howls in pain and it turns and thrusts out of the nursery entrance, breaking the brambles as it went. Moonlight illuminates the den from the gaps. Squirrel Flight and Ashfur look in, horrified, <laughs> through, oh, a new nursery hole. We love a nursery you, hole. Okay. Can you guys get in here rather than being, like, just, like, horrified? Like, this is not the time to be gaping and gopping. It's time to jump in and help. Well, Squirrel Flight asks what's going on. Is Cinderpelt hurt? But Leafpool says she doesn't know. She'll find out. They need to stay on guard. So Crowfeather touches his nose briefly to Leafpool's before following Squirrel Flight and Ashfur. So they're all at the entrance. Okay. And, you know, so th- call wait, if you need them. The hole was created by the badger running away, right? Yeah. Okay. That's that's what I thought. I just... Well, no, I guess it did go out the entrance and probably just took extra... Oh, so it, there's a slightly made for cats. Oh, so they were like outside, being like, "What's going on? We should get in there." And all of a sudden, a, it like the door got a quick remodel job happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? We've a more accessible it. entrance to a doctor's office is always uh, needed and appreciated. Yeah, this. Is- I mean, I'm afraid it came at the cost of the doctor's life, but. Womp womp. Sorreltail is at the far side of the nursery, eyes staring in terror. A powerful ripple passes along her belly. Oh, she's like, I her forgot she's giving are about birth. to be born. Yeah, she is giving birth. Oh, it's... Leafpool starts forward, towards her, but stops when her paws brush against a broken, motionless body. Oh, I gotta go. Bye-bye. Cinderpelt lay on her side, her paws and tail limp, her eyes closed. Blood spilled from a gash in her side. It's been real. <laughs> Goodbye. I might need to get another drink. Yeah. No, I mean, keep going. Just might I need to leave okay. again. Get another, I'm just. I literally just realized I chugged half my drink. <sighs> <laughs> Cinderpelt, Leafpool whispered. It's her, Leafpool. Okay. Wake up. I know we're mad at Leafpool. I know we're mad at Leafpool, but it's like also, like, I can't forgive her, but also, like, one, this isn't her fault. Two. No, obviously. Two, it's like, but like, she's gonna treat it as if it's her fault. Um, oh, yeah, two, of course. I am upset with the choices she made. I am. However. Yeah, we all are. It's, but this is a lot. It's a lot. Like, as a punishment, like, I know it's not, but my Catholic upbringing can't see this in any other way besides <laughs> God being like, you leave with your boyfriend to have premarital, illegal, uh, uh, fun times. You have your mentor die. <laughs> like, and I know she's going to view it that way. And that really concerns me because that means her main mentor, if I would really hope Cinderpelt would uh, dream visit her, but I'm afraid that we're about to get uh, 
um, Miss Sweet selling, smelling herself, uh, spottedly, <sighs> like, being like, hey, I remember I told you to follow your heart. I'm not like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's find out. Cinderpelt's eyes twitch open. Okay. Leaf pool, she rasped. She prayed to StarClan she would come back. Mm-hmm. I should have never left you, Leafpool says, crouching beside her. She breathed in her mentor's familiar, comforting scent. She's sorry. She's so sorry. Cinderpelt, please don't die. Yeah, please. Please, Cinderpelt, please don't die, Cinderpelt. I don't want you're my favorite character. Leafpool presses moss against the wound in her side. She tells Cinderpelt she's going to be fine. Uh-huh. Once the bleeding stops, she'll get marigold to stop the infection and some poppy seeds for the pain. And Cinderpelt can have a good sleep and she'll feel so much better when she wakes up. Cinderpelt whispers for Leafpool to stop. She's going to go join Star Clan. Uh. Leafpool protests. Don't say that. And she puts more moss on the blood that showed no signs of stopping. Cinderpelt tries more lives. They're more important than leaders anyway. (laughs) (laughs) She tells Leafpool it's all right. Star Clan told her they would come. This is the fate they laid down for her. What? Cinderpelt was the cat at the beginning, the prologue. That was Cinderpelt. They were like, "You're gonna die," and she's like, "When?" And, and she's like, when? And they're like, well, I don't know. Oh, my God. And they told <laughs> but, her, they could gonna... her, like, when. They couldn't give her a timeline. So when the no. thing with Leaf Paw or Leaf Pool happened, she was like, <gasps> like, not only was she mad at her, she, oh, my God. She was, like, freaked out. Yeah. She was like, what am I going to do? Was like, I don't oh, have that man. much time left. Oh, she literally said that. I, these <laughs> books are very good sometimes. That's good. Aaron's, that's good. But also, you are paying my next therapy bill. You knew? Leafpool asks. Cinderpelt knew she was going to die and didn't tell her? Cinderpelt says it was her own destiny. Leafpool says, but she knew Leafpool was meeting Crowfeather. Cinderpelt should have made her stay. She knew if Leafpool left ThunderClan, they wouldn't have a medicine cat. Cinderpelt says that she would never force Leafpool to do anything. She didn't want Leafpool to stay if she was going to be unhappy. She must want to be a medicine cat with all her heart. I do, Leafpool whispers. I do. And Spotted Leaf had said to follow her heart. Not like that. It... Cinderpelt tells her that she's a wonderful medicine cat. No, Leafpool protests. She's not. She went away and left her. Left her clan. Oh, Cinderpelt, I'm so sorry. I mean, hey, Yellowfang left her original clan, and she was a great medicine cat. And she did some really... Yeah, ma- uh, okay, Yellowfang was thrown out of her clan. And But, like, she also, before then, had a illegal son and then killed that illegal son so when it comes to like laws of the land i know we morally are like no she wasn't wrong but like in her like perspective of the world but (sighs) 
Cinderpelt says there's nothing to forgive. She's happy to join Star Clan, knowing that Thunder Clan will be well cared for. No, Leafpool cries. This is all her fault. She should have been there. She should. But Cinderpelt shakes her head. We can't change our destiny. We just have to have the courage to accept it. Cinderpelt lets out a long sigh. She says Star Clan is waiting for her. Goodbye, Leafpool. And Cinderpelt's eyes close. Her body jerks once. Then she's still. Cinderpelt! Leafpool pushes her nose deep into her mentor's fur, and a warm pelt brushes hers, its crow feather. He says he's sorry. He knew what Cinderpelt meant to her. Leafpool wails. She taught her everything, and now she's dead. Leafpool doesn't know what to do. She trusted Spotted Leaf, and Spotted Leaf told her to follow her heart. Oh, I love this development. She knew Cinderpelt was going to die. I love How this development. How could she? Okay. God, wish it how come further. the Aarons wrote the best corrupt holy person, like, character ever? Like, literally, Spotted Leaf is, like, such an amazing fallen angel character. Like, an angel who's, like, corrupted by her lust for the living. I mean, which is already, like, a messed up, like, relationship already. Yeah. Like, it's a... And then this, it's like, ooh... That is like such. If it, I know they don't like. It's gonna get better. Ah, uh, I but I, I mean, but and, and by like better, really I mean it's it gonna get worse because the potential. Yeah, but uh, but that's like. I mean, that's my interpretation of it. Honestly, at this point, whether it's canon or not. Yeah, it's a fun interpretation, and it would be super cool, but they never do. And that. I mean, but I I I kind of understand why they don't lean into it because I think. There must have been a writer or someone in the creative process who, I don't know, because the way that, that, that Spotted Leaf is treating, I can definitely tell that she's someone's darling, and that's not always a bad thing. Right. But, like, obviously <sighs> someone really liked her as a character, and that's why they wanted to keep her in, and maybe it was a bunch of them, maybe it was one of them. So, I... And sometimes, like, you know, people interpret characters the way you don't like, and we see them both fans and also creators, so... Uh, yeah. But I'm going to have fun with my interpretation because I'm loving, like, the then this, like, the fallout of her, like, sort of <laughs> scheming with her little, with the little nun mentee. <sighs> I love that. Eat that up. But also, like, I'm like, ugh. Terrible. Could have been so good. I know. But it's, I'm just going to pretend it is that good. <laughs> Crowfeather licks her ears, and he tells her that she did follow her heart. Her heart told her to come home. She could never be happy away from her clan. Leafpool asks, what about him? Mm -hmm. Crowfeather says that her heart lies here, not with him. It was never truly with him. And Leafpool feels like she's being torn in two. But Crowfeather was right. She loved him, but not enough. Oh. Leafpool leans into Crowfeather, feeling his warmth and strength for one last time. I'm gonna give him 
five points for that. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty good. I mean, you know, maybe we'll just reset him back to zero, guys. Because <laughs> he made a messed up back at zero. He's made a messed up decision, but also Leafpool made up the messed up decision, and it's kind of not fair of me to judge him harsher than her, uh, even though he's. Honestly, he gave up, like, less in the grand scheme of things, because he didn't have, like, you know, God being, like, your chosen. <laughs> he just kind of was, like, the regular Joe bro. Um, yeah. So, and also, let's not, I should not forget, he's very traumatized, and I literally talked about the fact yeah. that he... I mean, I don't know if he fully recognizes it right now, but I think he's kind of maybe seeing I jumped into this because I was hurting a lot and he cares about her, but also he doesn't want to hurt her anymore. And he's seeing yeah. that I I appreciate the fact that he's letting go. Yes. He he's had that he he yeah. He had to let go of someone before without warning. And right now he's yep. making the painful choice to let something go rather than let it become like toxic and manipulative, which I think yeah. speaks for his character um, as, as a character, you know, he could very easily be like, you don't really love me. Like, he's like, you love me, but this is obviously he's putting her career first, which we love. We love yeah. our partner. Yeah. <laughs> she touches Cinderpelt's fur with her nose. And she murmurs to her that it's all right. She promises to stay here and take good care of the clan. And one day they'll meet again, walking among the stars. <laughs> Leafpool feels two pelts brush against hers. Spotted Leaf and Cinderpelt wound around her. Star Clan is with you, Spotted Leaf says. We will always be watching you, Cinderpelt adds. Is that a threat? Maybe. That's um, so wild for you to come and, like, do that, like, right after all of this. I would, like, maybe give a little bit of space, but all right, girly. Then they were gone. Why did Spotted Leaf come pick her up? Where is Yellowfang? <laughs> Yellowfang's in the car. I she mean, sent Spotted Leaf to the yeah, door. <laughs> she's like, I didn't, maybe there's, like, some sort of, like, territorial thing. But wait, no. No, there's definitely not. It was Spotted Leaf and then the spirit of Cinderpelt was, yeah. Yellowfang's honking the horn outside. Yeah, Yellowfang's like, I'll, I'm not going to pick up McDonald's for you girls if you don't get your butts out here. The bus is leaving the station. You want your nuggets? Hurry up. <laughs> so the roar of the battle still sounded outside because we still have badgers here. No, and I was like just thinking, I was like, I beautiful ghost moment, I guess. Um, we for real gotta go let your parents know you're not dead. Um, no. Sorrel tail. Oh, I gasping. Oh, my god, as her right. kids. She, she was I forget the her she was literally still giving birth. Yeah, she's gasping as her kits fought their way into the world. Oh, oh gross. Her okay. Feather, Ew. Crowfeather asks if there's anything he can do, and Leafpool tells him to keep the badgers away. And if he gets a chance, she needs water mint. Oh, he's like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 I'm glad we didn't get this far. She's like, okay. <laughs> Leafpool steps over Cinderpelt's body to Sorreltail's side. 
Don't worry, she reassures her friend. I'm here now. Everything is going to be fine. <laughs> Do you want to hit me with a cat fact? <laughs> Hi, I just eviscerated you emotionally. And my cat, cat fact is genuinely, like, too cheery. I mean, it's not. I The vibe of the cat fact I chose is maybe, like, a little... Not in a... It's inappropriate. It's like... It's like... I mean, we can skip it for no, this no, no, episode. No, 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 I want to do it because okay. it does it does fit. <laughs> but it's like definitely maybe a little more holly jolly than what we just went through, but I think it's fitting. Um so yeah. folks, it's December. Um so I took my glasses off cuz I started tearing up. Um uh <gasps> it's December <laughs> and that means a lot of holidays are coming up for a lot of different folks. Um you know, we got the winter solstice, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, New Year's, and uh, it's actually at the end of January 2023, but the Lunar New Year's also is coming up. Um, big, t- oh. big time for holidays. I probably, there's probably more that I'm big holidays. not aware of. Um, and something I kind of like about holidays, and specifically winter holidays, is that they come with, they often come with creatures. Um I do love a good like, Christmas creature. Like in folklore, like winter solstice and Christmas have like Santa Claus, Krampus, and like one of my personal faves is the uh, Welsh Mary Lloyd, which is like yes, I love her. The hobby horse that's like a cow skull and sackcloth combo. <laughs> like, um, and, so I was thinking, I was like, there's got to be a cat in there somewhere. We got to have a cat, right? Um, and so where'd you find them? Boy, howdy. We did. <gasps> um, Iceland is where we're going. Oh. So. All right. In Iceland. Packing my bags. Yeah. In, in Iceland, Iceland, they have trolls. And. Oh. There are some oh, yeah, specific Yule slash Christmas trolls. Um, oh. It's a bit of a family unit that lives on a mountain or kind of travels around, uh, kind of varies on depending on the story interpretation. Um, and it's led by the matriarch Grilla. Um, I did look uh-huh. up how to pronounce these names and I'm trying my best. It, as always, if I pronounce any names or like cultural things incorrectly, feel free to contact us. Cause I try, I try to usually get them right. If I can find a good translation, um, uh, but Grilla, she's a giant troll um, whose hobbies include eating misbehaving children um, and oh, having husbands. I want to be her. <laughs> um, oh, no, I don't want to be her. Well, <laughs> she ha- she's on her third husband and he doesn't like do a lot. I don't know what happened to the first two. <laughs> um, but the they were misbehaving children. I mean, her, her like current husband, he just kind of like lazes around and she eats uh, if you're a misbehaving kid, she's like, hey, I'm going to sneak into your house and chomp, chomp, chomp. So, oh, she usually puts you in a bag and brings her back, brings you back home to cook you up first. But, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But she she has uh, 13 kids. Um, apparently she had some previous oh, kids yikes. with her. I do not want to be Previous her. Uh, <laughs> partners. We don't know. Also, I don't really know what happened to those previous children either. <laughs> um, but oh. her <laughs> 13 kids are often referred to as the Yule Lads, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, they uh, each uh, 
individual lad shows up one of the 12 days before Christmas and stays for 13 days, leaving in, in on, on the order of which they arrive. So, like, one shows up December, like, 23rd, and then they'll leave in 13 days. Um, and okay, they will... Uh, they're rumored to be as evil and child-eating as their mom, but it seems they're more of, like, nuisances slash pranksters. Uh, their names, Spoon Licker, Candle Stealer, and Sausage uh, Taker, for or Sausage Swiper, for example, give away the mischief that each specific lad likes to get into. They're very... Yeah, I can I can see how that would be. So uh, I can see how you'd get that. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say maybe the most mysterious of all is the Yule Cat, otherwise known oh? as uh, Yola Katerin. Uh, he's not as whimsical as the Yule Lads. Um, for instance, he is giant. Um, often depicted as a hunched, hair-raised black cat with razor-sharp whiskers and glowing eyes. Um, Love to see it. He, it's unclear what his, like, relationship with Grilla is. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't say he's a pet. I think he probably just hangs out with Grilla because they have similar hobbies, which is eating children. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes cats just, like, show up in your house and decide yeah. that they're going to live there. Yeah, uh, so. but Yulika, uh, Yula Katarin, uh has different motivations than the giantess. Uh, he eats kidlets, but only if they do not have new clothes by Christmas. And oh. it doesn't have to be a full new getup. Uh, a pair of socks will do. Um, okay. This folktale uh, seems to have existed, like, for a while, but was popularized by the Icelandic poet uh, Johannes Urkotlum, uh, who wrote about them in his 1932 uh, poetry collection, Christmas is Coming. Um, his poem tells the full story of Yola Katrin, uh, which ending, which the ending verses indicate uh, and encourage folks to help the less fortunate who may not have the means to provide their children with, uh, like, the necessary clothing. They're like, hey, you know, maybe this Christmas, yeah, you know, help your neighbor out who maybe can't give their kid a new, nice new apron. Maybe you do that. Um, so their kid doesn't get eaten yeah, by a giant Yeah, like, animal. maybe we do that. Um, it's not certain, but the theory on the Yule Cat's origins seems to be tied to the wool-making process that uh, was and is part of Icelandic agriculture. Um, they have a lot of sheep there. I don't know if you know this. They have a lot mm -hmm. of sheep. Um, and apparently the Yule Cat was a way to motivate folks to finish up processing the wool from the summer already um, and make it into <laughs> clothes, uh, you know, before winter is there and it's really super needed. Yeah. Like, the sun's already gone, guys. <laughs> we gotta get clothing. Um, and these characters and stories, uh, while not benevolent by any means, are beloved by folks to this day. Uh, in the 1980s, uh, Bjork composed a song version of the tale of Yola Katrin. I, I, I'm not sure if it's, like, like exactly the poem or if she added her own. It's definitely a Bjork song. Because um, she has her, yeah. she has her, you know... Uh, unique Bjork flair in there. Um, 
And uh, since 2018, there is a giant light-up statue of Yulikatrin that is placed in Reykjavik, the capital of Iceland, from November to December. They just rolled that baby out Beautiful. Er- uh, earlier this year, and I think it was around November 16th. Uh, it's pretty sick looking. Time to roll out the troll. Yeah, it's pretty sick looking. Um, and articles and photos will be linked. Uh, along with the full uh, Yola Katrin poem, I got I found like two different sources. I found one where it's in Icelandic, and then one where it's translated. Um, so you can check out both the translation, like the auto translate from Google on the Icelandic ones, a little like I would say off, but there is a translate version, so you can figure <laughs> out kind of where it is. Um, and uh, you can also find more on the Christmas trolls, uh, in those articles if you want to learn more about it. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, Yulikatrin, the Yule cat, who is not as friendly as you would think from that name. You ready? Ready to get back to the battle? Yeah. Well, Cinderpelt's dead. What, what could be worse that happens? It can't get worse, right? I'm worried now. Right? It's about to get very much worse. When Crowfeather comes out of the nursery, Squirrelflight demands to know what happened. Cinderpelt's dead, he said hoarsely. Oh, I just realized she didn't, like, th- throw herself in there. No. She was directed to they've guard, been, They've so. been holding badgers, yeah. Squirrelflight doesn't think Starclan could be that cruel. But newsflash, they are. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's she wants weird. to comfort Starkling's her sister. Kind of like indifferent. They're probably like. I mean, kind of like it's life. It's on death. What are, what are we going to do about it? So she wants to go to comfort her sister, but she has to stay and guard them from the badgers. And it looks like some of them have been driven off, but the cats aren't winning. There were too many still heaps of fur on the ground. Oh, God. Too much blood sinking into the earth. Hey, hey, uh, you just got, uh, hey, Leafpool, you, uh, just got a promotion, and boy, howdy, there's a lot to do. <laughs> Firestar and Brackenfur are battling together against a badger, and Squirrelflight looks for Brambleclaw, but can't see him. Ashfur mutters into her ear that he wouldn't think Crowfeather would be so upset about the death of another clan's medicine cat. Is it was it Ashfur? Yeah. Okay, bro. Um, one, one, not the time. Two, are you stupid? Like, are you are you unable to? Okay, Ashfur saw Leafpool come back with Crowfeather. He yeah. was he. Was he not there when... He's dumb, your honor. Oh my god, how could he have not... Well, but Squirrelflight doesn't say anything. I would punch him in the face. Well, Crowfeather isn't just grieving for Cinderpelt. Like, that's... Also, I feel like (laughs) Squirrelflight's the kind of girl who's like, unless he cheats on you, I'll defend your guy. Unless he's treating you badly, then I won't. Because if you're talking bad about my sister's guy, you're talking bad about my sister. Ooh. But, but we're kind of busy yeah, right now. there's a lot going on. Also, also, Crowfeather's also her friend. <laughs> yeah, he is. 
a bad and everybody loves Cinderpelt. Anyways, the badger. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, when someone gets viciously murdered, it's not like you can just be like, oh, drat. Like, it's appropriate to be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. That's horrific. Right? Ashra, what is wrong with you? Take the weird empathy lessons Brambleclaw's taking. What isn't? A badger lumbers towards them and they spring into action. Get a job! Get out of Ashra here! Ashra leapt to confront it. While Squirrelflight sent Crowfeather to guard the entrance. Before she can join Ashfur, she hears a terrified wail. Whitepaw is flat on the ground. A badger looming over no, her. No. Squirrelflight runs to her side, and she aims outstretched claws for a blow, then pulls back. It's okay, White Paw. This is midnight. Oh, this is this is such okay. Oh, hey, girlie, you made it. How did you get here Midnight. after? I suppose you're, you walk slower then. Well, you'll you'll find out later. Her, she tells her story. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Midnight greets the small warrior, and Squirrelflight's initial relief turns to suspicion. She stands protectively over Whitepaw and asks Midnight what she's doing here. Midnight assures her that she's not here to fight. She brings help. And she listens for a moment, then steps aside to let a river of cats stream into camp. What? Strong, fresh warriors fell onto the badgers with yowls of fury. Which clan are they? Wind clan had come to help. Okay. Aaron's? Aaron's. Oh, I, I see what you did there. And without Crowfeather there, to be like, this is my girl. I know her. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, is is One-Eye here? Or One-Whisker? Or, sorry, One-Star? I just called him every name that wasn't his name. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. With WindClan's help, they turn the tide on the fight. And Squirrelflight is about to leap in to help but realizes that all of the invaders were fleeing. She sees Brambleclaw standing, sides heaving. One star and Nightcloud chase out another badger. And one star... One star and Nightcloud. I know, I heard it. Nightcloud. Oh, yeah, sorry. I thought you said who. One star stops in front of Brambleclaw. You came, Brambleclaw said. You called. Of course we came. Sorry, it's like that. There's a TikTok trend right now. One star said, pride in his eyes. There are four clans in the forest, but they can still help one another. He just kind of wanted to rub it in your face. That's like, look, look who's the strong clan now. Is, and everybody's like, yeah, thank you. Yes. Yeah, like, actually, be, <laughs> you. we're actually not going to be jerks about this because we very much appreciate it. Ashford staggers to a halt beside Squirrel Flight. And she turns to lick his wounds and tries to not think about how she hadn't been as frightened for him as she had been for Brambleclaw. Whoops. Mm. This is kind of, I mean, 
it's 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 in it, it, it i think it's actually pretty realistic this journey that i i agree. she's going on where you know has has a very close relationship that doesn't really that it gets it's like you know codependent close and then <laughs> has like this impossibly bad breakup where someone she loved and relied on like won't even like talk to her about his problems nice guy like she rebounded let's not like dance around it she rebounded a bit but like it wasn't that serious like she wasn't really seeing it that way and then the other guy yeah she specifically she specifically was like i'm not gonna jump into this until right and the other guy has not apologized has not admitted his wrongs but He's not being an awful trash bag anymore, so I understand. At least not at the moment. Yeah, not at the moment, I should say, yeah. So Those I, rose-colored glasses come back on. Uh, no, I mean, girl. to be fair, before he started taking uh, evil lessons, like... They went through so much together. And Claw, like... <sighs> he wasn't, like, a bad guy. No. He maybe has changed. I don't know. Because we haven't been in his head for a while. Next episode, baby. Oh, God. Well, Squirrel Flight tells Ashford to have Leafpool look at his wounds. And she almost said Cinderpelt, but, you know, mm. makes that save. Ashford says it's not serious. He can't believe that one star came. He thought they were all going to join Star Clan. Not yet, Squirrel Flight says. But she feels like wailing aloud as it hit her. How many cats were dead besides Cinderpelt and Sootfur? How many more would die from their injuries? WindClan is chasing off the last of the badgers, and the exhausted warriors of ThunderClan begin to gather in the center of camp around midnight. Whitepaw runs to her parents, and Cloudtail is leaning heavily on Brightheart's shoulder. Mousefur guides Longtail down from High Ledge, with Goldenflower following. Brambleclaw, Thornclaw, and Sandstorm join the gathered cats. Dustpout limps up, fearfully looking around the clearing. Ferncloud? Birchpaw? No. But Squirrelflight reassures him that they are fine. They got out of camp and are oh, looking right. after Daisy and her kits. Yep, yep, yep. No, nope. I, I forgot we literally did Safe. that last episode. <laughs> so much has happened, <laughs> I forgot. Well, Dustpelt collapses on the ground in relief and starts to lick his shoulder wound. Same. Firestar staggers up to halt in front of Midnight. He doesn't know why she isn't fleeing, and he tenses to attack. <laughs> But Squirrel Flight steps fair, forward I would quickly. Probably would have been like, "Get out of here, you weirdo! Have you done enough?" She's like, "Oh, actually, Firestar, this is Midnight." Yep, she says and introduces the two. And Firestar dips his head. Midnight is welcome here. <laughs> Just quick switch. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, he's like, oh, oh, the badger that saved us from the people." Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, sorry, yeah, sorry, you, sorry. You're cool. I, sorry, you guys. I mean, not that you all look the same, but I, I, it's been a... Oh, jeez, sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Well, Midnight tells him it's good to be here, although she wishes the circumstances were happier. 
<laughs> Midnight says that the battle came sooner than she expected, and she didn't see any use in coming to ThunderClan alone. So she went to find more fighting cats first. She's like, hmm, I know there's other fighting cats around here. Let's go find them. <laughs> Midnight says that she saw the fight in the stars and tried to talk to her kin about peace, but they didn't listen. They called her cat friend and other much worse insults. Mm-hmm. Squirrel Flight says, huh? I said, aww. <sighs> well, Squirrel Flight says she wishes she'd ripped off some more fur. Just for you, Midnight. <laughs> well, Midnight says they hate River Clan the most since their warriors were the first to drive the badgers off. And Firestar suggests that they should send a message to Leopardstar, <laughs> but Midnight says there's no need. Her kin are in no state to fight. They'll think twice before they bother cats again. You did beat the crap out of them. Are you going to be safe going home? E- probably, I hope. <laughs> She's like, I have a great house with a view by the ocean. <laughs> I don't need that. I'm just going to go there. <laughs> I'm a successful woman away from my family. Thanks, StarClan, for that, Squirrelflight murmurs. And she's wondering how soon she can crawl into whatever's left of the warrior's den to sleep. Oh, looking so forward to that. But then she hears Leafpool's voice behind her. Brackenfur? Leafpool asks. Is Brackenfur here? Oh, I gotta go. I'll- Brackenfur is here. Oh, okay. I, He's here. I was gonna throw up. <laughs> oh, babies! Yeah, he's at the edge of the clearing, and he looks barely conscious, and blood is trickling into the dust. Oh my god! (laughs) He lifts his head as Leafpool came up to him. Sorreltail? He lurches to his paws unsteadily. He's like, I have a wife. I got it. it." He's like, (laughs) like woozy from blood loss. He's like, the babies! (laughs) He asks if she's alright. And Leafpool, also looking absolutely exhausted, brushes against his pelt. She's fine. Sorreltail has four healthy kits. Four? That is the biggest haul we've had in a while. <laughs> Sorry, I said it like that, but that's that's a, that's a, a bountiful that's harvest. <laughs> four. Brackentail's uh, Brackenfur's tail curls up. He says that's great, and thanks Leafpool before dashing across camp and into the nursery. Don't trip over your dead sister on your way in. Maybe we should have given him a little warning about that. Oh, but, God, um, yeah. <laughs> Sorrel Tail's there, looking at her beautiful kits, a corpse a couple tail lengths away. Warrior cats. <laughs> That's like a vignette. Warrior oh, cats. man. The family reunion really took a dive. <laughs> Squirrelflight licks Leafpool's ears. She's so glad she came back. And Leafpool glances at Crowfeather once before turning back to her sister. And Leafpool says she's glad to be back too. Whitetail, who is a WindClan warrior, notices Crowfeather. You, you, hey, you, what's this? You were missing. There he is. Oh, wait, did you guys lie to us? Was he actually just here? <laughs> One star stalks over to him. So he came home but not to his own clan. Uh, and Crowfeather keeps his gaze steady. Oh, he did find out then. One star did find out, like I I, I was wondering. Yeah. 
Well, he says he was seeing Leafpool safely to her camp first. I'm a gentleman. He's ready to come home now. One Star says they have things to talk about, but now is not the time. Oh, okay. I mean, he didn't outright say you can't come home. No. Crowfeather gets to go home. But he's probably going to get... I mean, his mom is probably going to kick his skinny butt up and down the moor just for making her worry so much. (laughs) But um, she's like, I beat up some badgers and now I'm going to put you in the ground. That was my warm up. (laughs) Firestar tells One Star that every cat in ThunderClan thanks him. Without them, StarClan would have gained many more warriors. One Star says he's helped WindClan in the past. It's only right that they should come help ThunderClan. What? We won't forget. Oh. (laughs) This is like the opposite of what he was talking about earlier. Well, but now he gets to be the big big savior guy. Yeah, it's always, you know, grass is greener. Well, and you know, maybe he's seeing like, oh... He's helped me. It's not because, like, because sometimes we do need help and sometimes they're going to need help. Mm. So hopefully One Star has turned uh, over a new leaf. Um, maybe? I don't think so. We'll find out. We won't forget. But Firestar is interrupted by a startled yowl from Thornclaw. Squirrelflight stiffens. Had the badgers come back? But her exhaustion vanishes when she sees two cats picking their way through the scattered tunnel. The first of them, a powerful warrior with a thick gray pelt, stops and looks around. This isn't what I expected to find, he says. What happened? (coughs) Squirrelflight stares in disbelief. After the badger attack, she thought nothing else could shock her. But for a heartbeat, she forgot how to breathe. Gazing curiously around them, sleek furred and calm among the shattered clan, were Stormfur and Brook. Oh. <laughs> I. Yeah, I know. Why are you. <laughs> Hey guys, spitting I image of his daddy. Come... I really thought it was him. I should have realized yeah, there were two cats. You got so excited. I did. I really did. I thought it was him. Even though, like all, like last episode, it would have like absolutely destroyed my prediction. But <laughs> also, like, hey man, yeah, a weird time to come visit to see. Yeah. I mean, who are I? Are you? Is she even directly related to anyone else in this clan anymore? Um, I mean, you know, it's fine. It's he's he's family. We don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be fair, he probably was like, "Where the? I don't know where River Clan is anymore. There's no river." <laughs> They're like the other what, body uh, of water. He's like a what? <laughs> is it? Is it Willow? Was his? His mom was Willow Pelt. And she Wind- died. Yes, but she is also... Oh, who else's mom is she? Oh, Sorrel Tails. Oh, hey. Oh, you're an uncle. Yeah. Also, you have a sister-in-law. She's dead. What? Oh. 
That's not how Super that Tail. works. Was Soil it Tail? Willow? Willow Pelt gave birth to Stormfur? No, that was Silverstream. No, Graystripe. Sorry, Graystripe. What? Sorry, I didn't say that. I thought it in my head. But Graystripe, it was Willow Pelt's son. And also. Oh, I thought you were, I was asking who Mother. I was asking who was related to him here. But but Graystripe is his dad, so anybody related to Graystripe is related to him. So, um Sorreltail okay, is his you're, aunt. Sorry, you're uh, you're like once removed. It's his aunt. Nephew. It's his aunt. Yeah, okay. His aunt. Okay. Yeah, you've got you've got a uh, what do you cousins. Your cousins were just born, <laughs> son. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's the end of Book 5, Twilight. Stormfur and what Broker here. What in the world? Why would they just bring... Just, hey, 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 we thought we'd bring him back for trauma? Maybe. We'll mm-hmm. see, we'll see. I guess. I mean, what's happening in the the, the Tribe of Rushing Water? Are you guys good? Maybe they just wanted to come and see how uh, the the clans have settled. I hope so. I suppose they I suppose they did like see them. Like yeah, not too too long ago. Um, I'm like sweating. <laughs> I that was a lot. Yeah, I can't believe we didn't go over. Like we're past an hour, but I'm surprised we didn't like. Yeah, keep going. actually went pretty good. Um, and we get to start ugh. sunset next week. Isn't that exciting? Sunset. That's a. I still think it would have been cool if they didn't order, but I, whatever. It's fine. Um, it's fine. Um, it's fine. <laughs> wow. I after that roller coaster, I genuinely don't even know what to expect next. Um, because like, there's just like a lot of character like development that's interesting and almost like i feel like in the previous series um and i know it's we're on this is the third one right second. we are on the second. Oh god okay in the previous series i think it was like character development was a little bit more straightforward and i feel like we have a lot more internal stuff happening with this yeah. one a little bit more like uh, like you know, a little bit more subterfuge and a little bit more, um, you know, ooh, some stuff's happening, but we don't know the full picture. Ooh. And ooh. there's, and and also we're getting more into like the relationship work of Star Clan and in the yeah interconnection of the clans is definitely being explored. Um, but like when it comes to character development, I feel like there's just like. And I don't think it's necessarily, like, like uh, we don't know. I think it's, like, they genuinely have some stuff going on in the background with some of these characters. And also, the girls are having emotions, and they're changing their minds, but they're also... Ugh. So, it's... Yeah. It's It's been... It's been fun. It's been not fun. <laughs> um, but it's been interesting. Like, it's, I've had some really good, we've had some really great times, really high highs, and some really low lows. I, yeah. I, I guess I'll stay on the podcast. Um, I have to pick a new favorite character that's alive. Um, yeah. They keep taking my faves. 
Oh, they do, don't they? Blue star, yellow fangs, underpelt. Like, I'm... Well, let's hope you can pick one with some longevity next time. I mean, I have golden flowers still. But she's, like, never... I have golden flowers still, but she's, like, not a main character. So... Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll see... Longevity. Warms my heart next, but... (laughs) I'm I'm feeling a little bitter. Yeah. Jaded, but... uh, Folks... If you don't know what's going to happen next, and your heart is maybe a little shielded, <laughs> follow us uh, on Instagram or Twitter to, I don't know, open your heart up. Um, and if you want to contact us directly, you can email us at wcwitcast at gmail.com. And if you uh, want to help out the podcast, as you guys have very much done, and we yeah. very much appreciate it. Um, whether you listen on Spotify or whatever platform, um, thank you guys and share this with a friend and be like, I cannot even guess how this ends. Guess how this ends. Cause Brenna thought she knew how it was ending and she was wrong. Um, <laughs> she got so excited and she was so wrong, but you know, it's still pretty wacky wild. Um, Yeah. Also, Getting the band back very, together. Very, 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 very funny. If what Gray Stripe did come back, like fat and like well cared for, and just fully vaccinated against like FIV. Hell, and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know th- they won't see it coming. Is no. what I'm saying. No, because they won't see him. Because I'm Ember Heart, and I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that?